Monaco had started the year with seven straight wins. Eight straight wins, if you include their Coupe de France win against Grenoble in midweek. They were at home, though, against Lorient. Lorient have been in pretty good form themselves. And, uh, and I commentated the action from the Stade Louis de Moffi against Leconte. And Moffi goes straight down the middle. And Lorient have a shock lead here at the Stade Louis de A penalty earned by Johan Wisser, converted by Terra Moffi. That's his seventh league goal this season. Ben Yedda from 12 yards makes it 1-1. It's an emphatic penalty. He's converted eight out of eight this season with some Ben Yedda. He's got 12 goals in the league. And most importantly of all, he has drawn Monaco level early in the second half. Elcho's done well. Moffi now. Moffi through the middle. Oh, Moffi's done it again. Terra Moffi with another goal, his second of the afternoon, his eighth in the league for Lorient, a right smile from Niko Kovac. But that is a hammer blow to Monaco's chances. Fabregas, back into the mixer. Oh, and a chance for Monaco! And it's hammered home by Wissam Ben Yedda. Oh, it's heartbreaking for Lorient, who had defended so well, but deep in added time, Monaco get their goal. Well, I'll tell you what, this was actually a good result looking back at it for Monaco because it looked for, you know, for the world as though they were going to lose. And in the last 20 minutes, I think they were 2-1 down from the 62nd minute on. Terra Moffi taking that second goal so well. Um, and Lorient had this game plan, everybody behind the ball except for Moffi and... They hit on the counter-attack with uh, Enzo Lefay and, and Johan Wisser raiding forward. And Monaco really struggled. Um, they kept putting forward players on. They had they had Jovetic on along with uh, Voland and Ben Yedda and others who were a sky. Pellegri was on as well. Um, in the end, long ball from Fabregas. Badia Shield heads it across and, and Ben Yedda with a, you know, an unbelievable finish, a, a brilliant left-footed volley. But, you know, you'll, you'll look at this, Armel, and you'll think... Oh dear, bad result that for Monaco 2-2. But listening to them after the game, I think it was Ruben Aguilar who did the flash interview afterwards and he said, no, this is a really good result for us. And it's, it's one of those where you, you come away feeling as though you've, you've gained a point because you've got out of jail a little bit. No doubt because of the, the way the game went, but also just because Lorient were, were, were flying coming into this one, having beaten PSG, held Rennes and, and beaten Raus after a after a midweek win against Dijon in late January that ended a, a dreadful run for them. So all things considered, yeah, not a bad result for Monaco, but uh, a bit of a shame really on a, on a week where there were a few slips in the top three that uh, they weren't able to, to close that gap a little. I think just for the general excitement of the league, it would have been nice to see uh, Kevin Volland score again, get a winner, and for Monaco to, as I say, close that gap a little. Yeah, Volland didn't have... Any chances, really? I'm not sure he was happy actually being shifted out wide right when they they, they put Jovetic on at, at half time and played him through the middle with with Ben Yedda. But at the same time, Dave Monaco they'd won seven in a row going into this one, so you can't you can't get too upset that you've you know just drawn a, a game against an informed team. No, well, Ben Yedda's been upset a little bit recently, hasn't he? Because he keeps getting substituted, but not this time around. And he's got six goals in 2021. Terra Moffi, the Lorient striker, who scored two has got six as well. Um, 
Niko Kovac has got depth in that squad, but they, it, overall it is still points dropped. You've got to be honest about this. And it puts more pressure on their trip to the capital this coming Sunday because I, it was a major opportunity with Lyon having lost the previous night to really close up that gap and press for the Champions League finish. Yeah, and had they won, they would have been in a position where they could have moved above PSG or level with PSG. I'm just looking at the standings. Monaco now on 49 points, so they're five behind PSG. Yeah, had they won, they could have gone to the Parc des Princes knowing that a win um, over PSG would take them level with, uh, with the champions. And then, of course, they would be very much in the thick of the title race. As it is, only a draw. And Niko Kovac, you know, he has been talking about the fact that they're that they're leaking too many goals, and they let in three against Nîmes the weekend before, albeit in a in a four three win. Two against Lorient. That has to be the concern, doesn't it, Armel? And I, you know, I worry every time I see Guillermo Maripan just because he is so slow. And I, you know, I know it's not all about speed. I mean, Badia Shield next to him is 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 pretty quick, but when you're looking at Keenan and Mbappe, yeah, I'd be a bit concerned on Sunday. But it's quite reassuring for a team like Monaco who for the past I don't know how many years basically since they've won the title people have been saying their squad's too large how are you supposed to manage this squad how are you meant to know who's got to play where Niko Kovac seems to have found his 11 I feel like that's it's been a good few years that a Monaco coach hasn't known who he wants to play in every position every game it's been fairly stable these last few weeks you you mentioned Mary Pan He's come in, he's had a run of goal scoring, uh, which has done the team good, obviously, and he's put the vice-captain Disassi on the bench and he plays alongside Badia Shil. So at least there will be less tinkering than there has been in, in previous years. Um, and Niko Kovac can just work with, with that back four that he thinks is his best now and work towards getting them more stable. Because when you're switching the personnel every week, that's not really going to help you keep clean sheets, in my opinion. But of course they're conceding far too many goals because Lille and PSG have only conceded 15 each this season and Monaco have conceded 37 and bottom of the table Dijon have only conceded 38 so the fact that they've got all these players who can score goals is masking some of those deficiencies but you can only paper over those cracks for so long and eventually you will get found out and let's see who Paris Saint-Germain even have available on Sunday given that they've got another big game and uh, been hit by a spate of injuries that's uh, yeah a Newcastle fan talking from experience there about a team uh, trying to win the title but not being able to defend. Um, David Crossan, league gun commentator. Well, he doesn't look happy, Dave. Sorry about that. Bringing back some old no, wounds. Back at the table, see how many more goals Newcastle conceded in 1996 than Manchester United. It's much smaller, that differential, than you think. OK, OK, fair enough. Um, yeah, you're listening to Le Bourgeois, the official league gun Uber Eats podcast in association with BT Sport. 